Are we whitewashing history to appease the easily offended? It sure seems like that. The city of Victoria uh, City Council has voted to remove a statue of Sir John A. Macdonald. Yes, the country's first prime minister, one of our founding fathers, the guy who connected uh, our country east to west with that little railway that he built. You know, the guy that drank too much. The guy who once called indigenous parents savages who did play a role in creating Canada's residential school system. These things are true. And it was also 130 years ago when things were much, much different. Life was, in fact, absolutely nothing like it is now. And so what offends us today would not have been deemed offensive at all then. You know, what offensive of it today is going to be offensive next week. I won't even be able to say the word the next week. I mean, that'll be somehow banned from the haters. I, who knows? That's the state removing him. So the statue is being removed uh, to help the healing of indigenous people today who have argued that the past is too painful. Here is the mayor of Victoria with the reasoning behind this. In order to really commit to reconciliation, uh, we need to remove the statue of Johnny McDonald from the front steps of City Hall. Every time city family members walk into a gathering about reconciliation, they need to walk past this this figure. And and so, too, for every other Indigenous person who comes into City Hall. Mm-hmm. I think you're offended. And I think you're triggered. And I think that's why you're doing it. Because if we remove our history, how, how are we supposed to learn from it? Like, how are we supposed to learn? You know, when my kid walks by and says, well, who's that? There's nothing there. I'm going to tell my son, I don't know. There's nothing there. I can't teach you. There's teachable moments here. Frankly, whenever I walk by a statue, I don't even notice it. But, you know, if you think McDonald's offensive, there are lists of people who are offensive. So if we get rid of McDonald, who's next? You know, and why can't we use this as a moment to, I don't know, erect some uh, statues or or memorials uh, to those in indigenous life? You know, you got a statue of McDonald put up a, an indigenous person from history. I think there's a lot we can do before we start tearing it all down. I want to bring J.J. McCullough into this conversation. He is a writer, uh, a nifty cartoon artist, as well as a columnist. He joins me now. Hello there, sir. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, Victoria has gotten very, very uh, politically correct of late. So, you know, what's the reaction been to this? Well, I think there's been sort of pretty broad uh, spread revulsion at this because I think that, you know, it's one thing to say that, for example, in some of the southern states in the U.S., that maybe in like large Mm -hmm. African-American population centers, you shouldn't have statues of like Confederate generals or people whose entire sort of political uh, purpose was like white supremacism or, you know, the preservation of slavery or something like that. But to go to use that logic against John A. Macdonald, who, you know, whatever else you want to say about his opinions on the Aboriginal people, there was much, much, much more to him than that. I mean, as you noted, he was the founder of this country. You know, he built the railroad. He set in form a lot of our conventions about democratic self-government. And this sort of thing laid many of the foundations of the Canadian economy, like a man that contained a great deal of multitudes. And so I think that there is this kind of sense that what the mayor is doing is really, you know, political correctness, not only in a petty fashion, but just in a stupid and somewhat sort of ignorant fashion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know, but he was uh, married to a third generation Jamaican. 
Um, and, and at a time, as a lawyer, he did defend um, a Mohawk, Ty and Dagen, on murder charges. That was sent in from from a listener um, who was going through some of the history. So he may have done uh, things that by today's standards we would say are unacceptable, but certainly it does not define who he is. Yeah, and more like more serious historians than the mayor of Victoria have grappled with these sorts of questions and what they have come to the conclusion of when it comes to things like statues and memorials and buildings named after people and this sort of thing is that you really have to do an in-depth analysis, a good faith in-depth analysis, an effort to sort of measure the person's pros and cons, not judge them by the standards of our time, but by the judge them by the standards of their own time and judge them by the standards of what they have contributed to sort of the larger society. Now, if you want to argue, which I think the mayor gets quite dangerously close to arguing, that the mere existence of Canada itself is some sort of horrendous war crime (laughs) you know, monstrosity, well, then that's a pretty radical argument that, you know, I don't think that even she is interested in having openly. But the problem is, is that when you're sort of making that argument by implication in this kind of subtle backhanded way, you know, when she says, oh, you know, every time an indigenous person walks past this statue, they are reminded of colonial violence. Well, is that not the case of just whenever they walk into City Hall, whenever they, you know, fill out their taxes as citizens of this country, as uh, you know, residents of Victoria, British Columbia, you know, named after an uh, imperial uh, overlord of Great Britain. Like, there, these log- this logic does not lead you to sensible places when you take it as far as it seems to be going. Right. It would be like, you know, I'm not triggered every time I watch a Harvey Weinstein movie. I mean, the, the bottom line is, um, you know, I think I think what um, becomes a chattable, easily uh, put your name in the headlines uh, topic you know, this has gone too far because now they've actually gone through with it. So, and my concern is, who's next? Because if you're offended by um, by our first prime minister, then certainly you must be extraordinarily offended by uh, Tommy Douglas. Oh, yeah. Tommy Douglas said a number of quite abhorrent things about homosexual people. Yeah. He considered... Uh, well, you're... Uh, yeah, we should remind people about homosexuality. I mean, he said those people were mentally uh, ill. I mean, they were mentally ill. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah, no, Tommy Douglas, like, very explicitly argued that homosexual people should be, uh, you know, put in uh, in mental hospitals and sort of fixed and cured. Like, he viewed this as, like, a condition that could be solved. I mean, Tommy Douglas also dabbled with eugenics. Yeah. And I mean, like he, but I mean, like that was the logic of, of his time. You know, a great deal of progressive people in that era, you know, a number of progressive people, it should also be noted, were the ones that were responsible for the uh, residential schools because they believed in their time in this, like the government had the power to, you know, correct all human ills and human wrongs as they perceived it. So it's true. But it's like, you know, we would argue, I think, a good faith person would probably argue that, you know, Tommy Douglas was a product of his time and that, you know, if you want to honor him, we honor him for things other than that. Sure. I don't, you know, I'm but he's a hero on the left and, and good on him. I mean, yeah. when I think of Tommy Douglas, I don't think of those things. I think, OK, he's the guy that's responsible for our universal health care. I mean, you don't ignore the history, but certainly his achievements have uh, benefited many of us in this country. And to me, it would be preposterous to remove his statue or his name from any school but if you're going to go that way get rid of queen victoria she didn't think too highly of women oh yeah well i mean get rid of the the prime minister's father i mean there's lots of things named after your elliot trudeau including airports and schools i mean he had a view that is you know beyond the pale today which was that uh, 
you know, Aboriginal people should assimilate into the broad sort of mainstream and that we shouldn't have multiple tiers of citizenship for, for Aboriginal people versus non-Aboriginal. He gave long speeches, I think quite eloquently. He articulated yep. this belief. You know, it's beyond the pale today, but, you know, he said that in his time. And Mackenzie yeah, didn't say, you know, Mackenzie turned away the Jews. You don't hear the Jewish community saying, well, you've got to get rid of every statue or every uh, named uh, school uh, after Mackenzie. Look, the bottom line is people are imperfect. Yeah. And there's and there's a good there's a very good line that I that I often come back to when I think about these sorts of things, which is that the worst thing that you've ever done is not necessarily the truest thing about you. Right. You know, when yeah. you look at somebody's multitudes, you do not focus in. I mean, we don't do this in our own personal lives. Right. You do not focus in one person's like most abhorrent sin and say, aha, here is the true nature of your character. I know everything about you now. I will judge you. In, you know, I will judge this one sin in isolation, but sort of expand it outwards to sort of make it encapsulate, you know, the entirety of your of your persona. That is a very childish and immature logic to use. And I again, like we don't use this in our in our everyday lives. So I don't understand why we use this in our analysis of history and monuments and ceremony and this sort of thing. Where do you see this thing going? Uh, I I mean, unless conservative minded people start to push back aggressively, I mean, I think it is just going to continue to snowball and get more and more and more preposterous and absurd. That's why I was glad to see, you know, Andrew Scheer, who, you know, I think has been a little bit missing in action lately. I was happy to see him tweet out that this is political correctness gone mad. But, you know, that only goes so far. I think conservative politicians actually have to, you know, argue strongly and strenuously against this. If they tear down the statue, they should make it clear that, well, if I get elected, the statue's going back up. Yeah, interesting. We'll see where it goes. I mean, look, it was the Trudeau government that uh, they started this by taking taking the name off of uh, of buildings in, in, in federal circles. So, you know, it's been going on. It was led by example. And, and now you get what you vote for. Yeah, well, I mean, and I'd also just ask how many Aboriginal people have seen their lives measurably improved by this sort of thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that is the pretense in which this is being done, that this is actually consequential in some way. And I mean, politicians love to do it because it's easy. And I think, you know, folks on the other side should bring that up as well. You know, this is just it's just another version of all talk and no action. Yeah. I'm, I mean, what are you more offended at, that there's still no clean drinking water for many of these communities or that there's a statue of, of a guy from 130 years ago that, you know, said things <laughs> yeah. that aren't deemed OK today? I mean, yeah, yeah, I get it. Lunacy continues. JJ, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That is JJ McCullough joining us on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.